Welcome to the Specify Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Tas Nakagawa of Castagra Products. Each week, I talk to leaders and experts about how to overcome adversity, grow massive organizations, and how to create meaningful change in the building materials and construction industry. Today's guest is Tanya Hicks. She's the president and CEO of Power Solutions, Inc. So, Tanya, thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah. I mean, your early background, I see mathematics and then I see electrician. Tell me about that. Yes. I went to Central State HBCU in Wilberforce, Ohio, to pursue a degree in mathematics. I wanted to work for the Pentagon, like, helping the CIA and the FBI crack code. And um, I had a professor that told me they don't hire women to do that. And I remember coming home after my sophomore year, like, oh my God, I was so devastated. And my grandmother was like, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Women do everything. And that's my name of my second company is Women Do Everything. And um, when I went home that summer, worked on a construction site as a construction help, as a um, like a helper, a laborer. And I saw the industrial electricians, we were at a paper mill. I saw them using math all the time. I was like, this is so cool. I'm going to do this. But then I had to figure out how am I going to do this? You know, because you're going, if I was on a full scholarship, so I was like, I got to figure out how to pay for it. And then the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers had an ad in a newspaper that they were accepting applications for apprentices. And I signed up. And I end up, make a long story short, becoming the uh, first woman in my local, of local 917. So end up making a little history at the same time. But yeah, I, I'm one, I'm currently... And it's, the statistics are a little sad. According to the U.S. labor statistics, I am one of 2% of all the electricians that are women and only one and only 8% of all the electricians that are Black. So it's very, very rare to have a Black woman be an electrician. Yeah. I mean, walk us through, I mean, because I think, you know, you became an electrician and I think entrepreneurship followed right after. Tell me what it was like for you going through that. Well, I was so young. I think when you're young, you're like fearless. So like in my 20s, it was like, it was nothing I couldn't do. So I didn't, I didn't go into it with the mindset that, oh, this is hard. I was so enthusiastic. I knew I was a great electrician. I was like, why wouldn't I be a great business person? So at 28 years old, I started my company, and that was 23 years ago. I started Power Solution Think. And here we are still today. And, you know, I've loved every minute of it. It's been tough, but it's been very memorable. Yeah. So... What part of it, because, you know, being an entrepreneur for that length of time came naturally for you? And what part of it did you have to work on? I think what came naturally to me was the project management of it. I kind of did that anyway as an electrician. I always organizing stuff, putting stuff there. I was never in charge, okay? 
but I was I took the role like I was in charge. So that came natural to me to manage projects and to manage people because I kind of had a knack for for that. The thing that was most challenging for me was I was so young that people didn't take me seriously. It was almost like, and on top of that, being a woman in a male-dominated industry, it was really, really hard for me to prove myself. So what sort of the things worked in terms of proving yourself? Were you just naturally just enthusiastic and they just kept going at it? Were, you, were there things that worked versus other things that didn't work? Well, I think what really, really helped me was word of mouth. So when you start doing, when you're doing work and you're doing a good job, people refer you to other people. And being able to do quality work became my value proposition. And, you know, when people find a good contractor, you don't really have to advertise much because they're going to turn you on to other people. So that's what helped me to grow my business was I networked at the top, but I also did great work and had great past performance where people were willing to introduce me to someone else. Yeah. And I noticed you're involved in a lot of different things. Is that something you got pulled into or were you seeking those opportunities? can't say I thought. I think it was just a natural thing for me to to get into sustainability and clean energy, renewable energy. It was just a natural progression for me. And going into EV and solar, I've been doing this for a long time before, I guess, it got popular. I think it's popular now, or before there was any funding to do it. I became um, very, very involved in the community and helping people, helping people in urban agriculture, helping to feed the homeless, and now helping people upgrade their homes and electrify their homes to help them have also participate and have clean energy. Yeah, for sure. So you have a electrical contracting and engineering side, and then you now have a manufacturing side. How do you juggle your time? Well, I now have a partner in my manufacturing and um, that works very well. I think I have time because I hire great people. I hire people to tell me what we need to do. I don't hire people, I gotta tell them what we're doing. So I think that makes a difference right there is being able to hire the right people. And I hear people all the time saying, you know, they can't hire. It's hard for them to hire, hard for them to find people. But when you pay a high wage and you pay people, you provide a great culture, I don't think it's as hard. But most importantly, if you can't afford to hire the people that you need, then I think that's a selling problem. It's like you have to sell more so you can make more, so you can have, so you can hire top talent. And retain them. Mm. So you basically say if your demand generation is strong, then you can make the other parts of your business stronger. Yes. So how do you find, you know, the good people or the systems that'll help you sell better? How do I find them? Did it come back to you said earlier just just quality work and word of mouth? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Especially in our industry. That's what we're gonna do. Yeah. We refer each other to each other. Yeah, for sure. Tell me more about this manufacturing company because 
a contracting engineering company is a service business and manufacturing physical product. It's different. What have you learned? What have you had to do to set up this manufacturing company? Well, I've been working with them since 2016. And so in working with them since 2016, you know, installing, and, you know, and looking, because we're, we're an installer. So when you install um, different charges, you start learning different people in the industry. And I found a, a company that would work with me to help me manufacture my own. Got it. So you spent the time, you learned the craft, the the type of technologies, what the clients were saying. And then once you had that, you you found a partner that could deliver. Exactly. That makes sense. Oh, yeah. Okay. I know you, you said you have an organization called Women Do Everything. How does that work? We help women get into male-dominated industries to help them make more money. So we have events. We have workshops to help women identify jobs. Sometimes they don't even know certain jobs exist. Yeah. No, that's very yeah. cool. Yeah. Anything else that you're involved in that you want to share? Other than my new my new EV, uh, my new EV product. So our brand is called She EV. We help women to locate better, safer places to charge. Women and also the most vulnerable in our community like elderly, disabled, because usually charging stations are in the back, in the dark. And when they're like that, they're just not safe, especially after hours. Because when you're plugged in, you're like a sitting duck. So if somebody wanted to, you know, do something, you wouldn't be visible. So I created SheEV to place charges in safer places, but also to to help our community of women EV drivers be able to locate these safe areas. Very cool. Well, thank you. Tanya, thank you. Thank you for sharing your story. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And thank you so much for what you do. Perfect. Thank you for listening to the Specify Growth Podcast today. Make sure you check out youtube.com forward slash Tats Talks for video of today's podcast. Hit the subscribe button for upcoming episodes. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.